everyone. Welcome to another edition of a podcast, if you will, of Healthcare's Missing Link, a podcast where we help you uncover those things that are stealing your best health. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Sherwood, and today we're going to really talk about something that affects our health every day, the lack of good news. We need to really understand that the perpetual uh, bombardment of negativity can affect us. So we'd like to take a little time out and give you a little bit of good news stories. Today's stories are stories of inspiration, motivation, and some incredible endurance and perseverance. I can't believe the stories I'm getting ready to talk to you about. Now, these are interesting because um, if you really understand uh, these guys, the first one, um, he, he's a guy, his name is Andy um, Wilmot, if you will. And now he's, he's an interesting dude because he's 76 years young. And I think that's amazing. But he recently completed his 800th marathon. At the age of 76, Andy completed this marathon, which was number 800, meaning he is now, get this, run almost around the entire circumference of the earth. I mean, how do you do that? On August 11th of 2020, or 2020, uh, the runner finished his 800th marathon with a strong time of four hours and 53 minutes, having completed number 799 just the day before in five hours and two minutes. Now, after his journey completed, or his journey began back in 1988 when he ran his first, the Lincoln London Marathon, for the first time and fell in love with the challenge of the sport. He reports that he's still going strong and clearly averaging more than 30 marathons a year. Now, that's like incredible. That's like more than one every couple of weeks. He states that this, as a general rule, he tries and runs five times a week. People say he's nuts, of course, and perhaps he probably very well might be, but he thinks all marathon runners have that same mentality. They all like the challenge, and they see the same faces at every event they go to. He says, and this is a powerful quote, but you have to keep going, and if you're not strong, you'll end up dropping out. Sometimes it's very difficult, but you have to carry on. Now, that's an advice for all of us. You have to carry on in times of difficulty. He used to run a few of those ultra events that would be longer than the marathon uh, distance, but he doesn't do that anymore. He ran that famous London to Brighton race a couple of times when it was staged on the roads. And believe it or not, that was 55 miles. And a marathon, as you remember, is just over 26. The furthest he's covered was actually at a walking event. It was called the Centurion's Ultra Race Walk at Newmarket. That's on Rally Mile Race Course. And you had to complete 100 miles in 24 hours. And of course, that was walking or running or however you had to do it. He actually did fail a few times at that event, but he finally managed to do it in 23 hours and 33 minutes. <laughs> it's funny. When he, he said, when he finished, he said, Well, you got 24 hours to do it, so I might as well use up most of the allotted time. So, Dad of two, Andy, 76, he's from Halstead, Essex, England. He says this. He says, I'm proud, of course, but it's just another number, really. Someone once told me I'd never reach 800 marathons. And I remember thinking I will, even if it kills me. Well, he's a long way from dead yet. 800 is an amazing thing. Well, most people would be happy with 800. He's already planning on the next milestone. Get this. 
He wants to complete 900 marathons. Man, the guy's always up for a challenge, and it's understanding that he is uh, quite the human being. He states, I guess I like the minimum physical test. I enjoy endurance running while shorter runs are still fun, but they're over too soon. When I do a marathon, he states, I relish those last few miles. I think this is what I'm here for. I'm going to repeat that one more time. This is what I'm here for. Very important. Andy received a certificate of achievement for successfully completing 800 marathons. And why wouldn't he? And who knows when and where, what time or what part of the, the earth Andy will notch his 900th marathon. But I think it would take a brave soul to bet against him from reaching that target at this point. And I think the lesson of, of Andy before we go on to the next one is really this. It's a lesson of perseverance. When the going gets tough, you get going. People usually can't complete a marathon, but life is a marathon. And if life is looked at as a marathon, perhaps we need to take a lesson from Andy Wilma and complete it like that and thrive in the moment. And remember that maybe when the going gets tough, that, my friends, is what we're here for. We're here to exhibit toughness in tough times. Remember, you weren't made to fall down. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. I hope you remember that as we talk about this next one. These skaters, they decided to do something unique during the pandemic, which has been really interesting. They decided to skate from Boston to Michigan. Now, that's a few miles away, as you could guess. Some of you might need to look that up on a map, but trust me, that's not a short distance. So these two guys decided to do this over the, the course of 10 days, and they were actually collegiate hockey players from the University of Massachusetts in Boston. And they traded their ice skates for rollerblades and journeyed this nearly 900 miles from Boston to Lansing, Michigan, to raise money for the American Cancer Society. Again, great ideas come out of the worst times. Great ideas and great concepts came out of the, the times when people struggle with the world in the worst position. The idea, like many things that have been born out of this pandemic time, started after Jacob Atkins, 21, and Andrew Walker, 22, each decided to buy a pair of rollerblades. They started rollerblading on a few miles at a time. One day, Walker asked Atkins how much money it would take to go all the way to Los Angeles. The idea eventually bloomed into the plan to rollerblade to Walker's home in Mason, Michigan. So Atkins and Walker dubbed themselves Men in Blades. Love that. Remember, they like the movie Men in Black, Men in Blades, on social media and departed from the University of Massachusetts, Boston campus at 4.30 a.m. on July the 13th, 2020. Walker said the journey became very difficult rather quickly. There were plenty of times where one of us would completely lose vision and would have to grab the other shirt for guidance. And we need to think about that for a moment. Sometimes we all lose vision. Sometimes we all lose focus. Sometimes we all want to veer off course. But Walker and Atkins decided to help each other. They decided to, instead of lend a hand, lend a shirt. Sometimes you got to latch on to somebody else's shirt to let them pull you along. And sometimes you got to lend your shirt 
to other people to let you pull them along. This is the process of helping one another when the going gets tough. And I think these two young men exhibited that in an extraordinary way. The toughest part of this journey really was when they were journeying in one of their last days through Pennsylvania. The temperature was 93 degrees and they even stopped to sit down for a second when one of them, Atkins, collapsed and passed out while sitting on the side of the road. Well, Watkins was there. Walker said he convinced himself that he even had vertigo for a few days with the persistent hills and heat of Connecticut and Pennsylvania being the most challenging. Are the ones that I'll remember the most and that will humble me for the rest of my life. I'm going to read that quote one more time and I'm going to make an application again along with the application we've already made about helping one another, lending your shirt and your hand, if you will. The toughest moments throughout the journey, this could be paraphrased, the toughest moments throughout life are the ones that I remember the most. And those are the ones that will humble me for the rest of my life. Powerful, powerful quote. Of course, the team had a good support team around them that were following them in an RV, giving them water and ice to their face and bodies to help them out, cool down and recover. Even after Atkins passed out, he was able to get back to his feet. And he held, and Walker, the other guy, held him under his arm while Atkins closed his eyes and skated forward to their next destination. Sometimes you got to pick somebody up. Sometimes you got to hold them. Sometimes they can't see. And sometimes, friend, if you're the one being picked up, you got to just close your eyes and trust because the person that's got you is the one that's going to guide you. The two started this fundraiser, if you will, on GoFundMe on behalf of the American Cancer Society. And as of the date of this podcast, they've already raised over $25,000. They're hoping that their fundraiser will exceed or reach its goal of $100,000. Amazing. Truly, cancer has affected all of us in one way or another. We both and all have seen, as Atkins and Watkins, Watson says, that um, you know we've all seen up close the struggles and can't imagine having to fight this horrible disease in the wake of this even pandemic. What they wrote, being collegiate hockey players, we wanted to find a way to help those in need by doing what we know best, skating. Pretty powerful. Atkins goes on to state, I think that because of this journey, I know that I'm able to reach any feasible goal that I set my mind to. This trip elevated my perseverance as well as my determination. And I learned the most about myself during this 10-day span. I think the key thing here to understand, ladies and gentlemen, is that when the going gets tough, we learn the most when we're going through the most struggling time. Sometimes we don't like to really understand or don't like to go through these tough times, but tough times were made for us. Nobody promised life would be easy. Nobody promised life would be uh, simple. Nobody promised it would be without difficulties. Friend, you're going to have difficulties. And when you have difficulties, maybe you can go back and listen to these two stories. One, a 76-year-old marathoner who's completed 800, going for 900. Wow, amazing. Or two young men that had a vision to go on a 10-day journey from Massachusetts 
to Michigan to raise money for other people. And the messages are clear in both of these. In one, the self-determination, the self-will and drive and press on. The addiction to completion. I hope you got that. The addiction to completion. Be addicted to complete the races. And the second one, two young men that decided to do something that seemed unbelievable, that seemed impossible, willing to help each other, even when they couldn't see directions, even when they didn't want to go on. One would pick up the other one. They would lend their shirt so the person could hang on and just skate. When they couldn't see, they depended on the other person to guide them. Perhaps you've been in both of those situations before. Perhaps both of those situations were created for you to realize what's inside you, to realize what's around you, to create a memorable occasion for you, to bring humility and humbleness the rest of your life. Friends, let's live this life like these two stories. Failing to stop, failing to give up, failing to quit. You see, quitting can become habitual, but we can't allow that. Quitting must never become habitual. Quitting must become non-negotiable. You were made for winning. You were made to hear good news and you're made to be part of the creation of good news. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and I hope as always that you'll subscribe to find out who and what is coming up next. And don't let the things, the fear, the bad news, all this take away from your best health. I look forward to seeing you next time on Healthcare's Missing Link. Bye for now.